0: Yo
1: The boot What a do?
0: If you if you that's rude. You're rude. anyways. What's going on LA, so today for today's episode we are going to be finishing up the rest of the NFL draft along with talking about the Lakers and their hiring of Luke Walton and what should the Clippers be doing, should they blow up the team, should they trade Blake Griffin, maybe trade for Boogie Cousins and then we're going to talk about Puig not late, Puig your friend. But before we get into that, Moby, did you do anything fun this weekend? I didn't do
1: shit. You didn't do
0: shit. You,
1: uh, Yesterday, did... Friday, Friday, nothing, Saturday, uh, nothing, just like did errands, and today I played Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you actually, yeah, you, you did nothing.
1: Well, I mean, Dungeons and Dragons pretty fun, so fuck all you.
0: So let's go off of what the Rams did then. So after they got Jared Goff, they went, what was it, tight end, wide receiver, tight end, wide receiver, linebacker, and then wide receiver again. Do you guys know anything about any of these guys that they picked up?
2: I do no. not, actually. But it's go- it's nice to see that they're targeting a position that they desperately need. Or positions, I should say, with Goff going number one, which we all knew anyways. Tight so. end
0: and receiver. They also got a linebacker from uh, Kentucky. I remember seeing this guy play a couple games, and I was thinking that he was pretty good. And funnily enough, they drafted him, so doubt he'll make the yeah. team though because he was drafted in the 6th round so
2: yeah i think they did pretty good i don't i don't i don't see them coming up as a team that kind of did bad this year in the draft from other other uh, reputable sports sites and stuff like that so i think overall it was a it was a win for them
0: yeah okay well let's talk about the cowboys real fast then so mobizo uh the cowboys got Ezekiel um, Elliott in the first round yep, yep. And uh, after that, in the second round, they picked up Jalen Smith, man. What do you think about that?
1: Uh, I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's a a position I was hoping that they would try and address during this draft. Uh, Jalen Smith, you know, I don't know. Sometimes you just got to take a risk. Uh, They could have done worse. I know they were trying to trade up and get Paxton... Uh, during the second round, but uh, they they got edged out by the Broncos. So I'm good with that. Jalen Smith, uh, as long as his knee holds up, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to fault him for taking a, a flyer on a guy who has a huge upside. Uh, and in today's day and age with knee knee reconstruction, I'm good with it.
0: Um, What's his timetable to return? Do you have any idea?
1: Oh, I have no idea, but here's the thing. Here's why uh, Jalen Smith uh, probably got taken because the dude who did the surgery on his knee.
2: Yeah, was in Dallas,
1: right? Head trainer for Dallas.
2: Yeah. Oh. I heard about that. Inside
1: in. Yeah, and so, like, you know, he knew what's up. Uh, Plus, uh, you know, Dallas has a whole team in place for these types of things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know I mean, like they are ready to handle and treat and, and rehabilitate these types of injuries. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, what I mean, if I'm going to draft a guy who has knee surgery, I'm going to fucking trust the dude who did the surgery. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like if that <laughs> dude was like, hey, it's good. Yeah. yeah.
2: And his in- his injury happened, uh, what, January 1st, the Fiesta Bowl.
1: Yeah, so, no, that's the only shitty part. It's, it's just. Re- yeah. But the last
2: I mean, game of the season.
1: Okay, I like to point to Todd Gurley. It wasn't as recent as that, but I mean, damn, that dude came back. True. Totally. Agree.
0: Did they have similar knee injuries? That's the thing.
2: I don't. I think it was both an MCL and ACL for Jalen. Was and it the same
0: thing for Gurley? I don't, know, if, I don't Gurley?
1: know what the extent of Gurley's was.
0: Yeah, Gurley's was enough was enough to uh, not play his entire year, right? His last.
1: Yeah, man. Gurley was Gurley was done. He couldn't even do like workouts and combine shit. Yeah.
0: I think it's a good pickup. Now I'm not sure uh, if pretty much he was basically a, a what number 34. So yep. that was a pretty high take to get to pick on uh, to pick him now.
1: Yeah, but when your guys yep. there, your guys there. Yeah. Well, he's
2: from everything I've heard, he's a special talent. So even though he's hurt, you know if he's still available. You got to get and grab him. Because it was him and, he and he my, him, him and him and Miles Jack were kind of the same. They're both really good linebackers, but one's and they're both hurt, you know. So
1: Yeah, I was I I mean when when I heard them take Jalen over Miles Jack, I was like, damn, his knee must just really be fucked up.
0: Yeah. Are you talking about
1: Miles? Yeah, yeah it's it's the cartilage thing. That's the thing. It's yeah. cartilage.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I guess and he admitted right before the draft that he might need microfracture surgery, like
1: yeah, at a stuff? later
2: at a later date, which was a dumb thing to do, money wise.
1: Why did you say that?
2: I, I mean, you saw it with Laramie Tunsil; he was just being honest in front of reporters. I don't think these guys are coached up yet to lie. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> you know, let's—they don't
2: have PR guys.
0: Well, let's consider that a little bit further, since I am the Mr. Conspiracy Theorist. Now, we did learn over the weekend uh, that Miles Jack actually had an insurance policy to where. If he was picked below number 45 or number 46, for every single pick below that, every single pick after that, he would get $60,000. So actually, if he would have gone undrafted throughout the draft, then he would have made around $38 million. (laughs) That'd be pretty sweet. So maybe it would have been just a nice conspiracy theory for him to say, oh yeah, uh, my knee's not working. So what kind
1: of what kind of insurance policy is that?
0: Yeah, that's kind of crazy because he was he must have paid like a a lot of money per month right after he got hurt. What did he get hurt like uh, his junior year, like his sophomore year or whatever. And um he must yeah. have paid like 10 grand a month or something like that for that time. And that's crazy. So I mean cuz he was projected to be what? Top 5 overall. Yeah,
2: he kept saying his name up at the top of the draft board. He's like, "Oh shit, I got to get my name down the draft board." So he leaks that little that little nugget out there.
0: Now let's talk. Let's expand down a little bit. Then, since you mentioned that he was um, expected to be drafted pretty high, and he was in the green room, so during the, the very first day he wasn't picked up at all, and the second day he decided not to show up to the green room. Would you? Guys have stayed in the green room if, he, if you were him for the second right. day. No, I don't care. About I mean, that's.
2: I feel like that's brutal, man. Just sitting in a room for what three hours, three and a half hours, and just waiting for your name to get picked and it it doesn't get picked. I mean, by all intents and purposes, I think everyone knew he was gonna get picked in the second round. But I think for him, he just didn't feel like sitting there waiting with the cameras on him. So he just. I think he chilled in the hotel nearby. Like I understand it, I'd I'd probably do the same thing.
1: I like I like I always like the draft parties where like they're at their hometown just having a mean old rager.
2: <laughs> yeah, at like a bowling alley.
1: Yeah. I saw okay, a lot of bowling funny.
2: alley parties. I'm like, is that a thing, bowling alley draft parties?
0: So, let's see. Mm-hmm. Mobo, if you were getting drafted in the NFL, you obviously would not be at the NFL draft. So, what would you have at your draft party? And who would you have there?
1: Uh, friends, family, and then I uh, I don't know. I'd have like all kinds of food. She'd get, like, a,
2: a like, DJ playing some uns-, uns with some rave chicks.
1: I don't know. I think I'd have, I'd have like, a – oh, that's what i do. If I could have – I'd either have, like, a big old fatty Korean barbecue spread or I'd have, like, a crawfish boil.
0: Ooh, there you go. Very sweet. Just because that's,
1: like, super social.
0: Now, speaking of uh, Korean barbecue, then, you went to Kogi on Friday, and you – did you offer them a suggestion on what they could do? Or did they uh, – Tell me the No, he,
1: so here's the thing. I saw a picture from Roy Choice Channel where he posted super fries, and then I got the impression that that was on the menu. What I think it was, I think it's going to be on the menu. I think we're just, it's still early for them, and they're busy, so they can't handle like special orders.
0: Can you imagine that? Korean barbecue, bogogi, super fries? That sounds amazing.
1: Well, this that wouldn't be bulgogi, but yes, I can imagine it. Yes, I've had it; it's delicious.
0: Or whatever meat that you know that you put on there. Yeah, that, that would be amazing. That would be at your uh, draft party, MoBo.
1: No, that would not be at my draft party. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well then you don't got to expand any further then.
1: <laughs> I, I would have like legit Korean barbecue, like as like on a barbecue. Okay. I would not have. I would not have fries.
0: Oh. Easy now, stuck up. Yeah, dog. Jeez,
1: I like my shit.
2: That's not real Korean barbecue because it's fries. <laughs> okay, bulgogi. It's not real.
1: Hey, don't forget
0: I the time we went to Koreatown and we couldn't get into any Korean bar because of you.
1: Because you were not Korean enough. I know that was a shame. Sure, dude. They looked at your last name.
0: They're like more Brown. Okay.
1: The face looks you, right, but they looked at not you and name. said Vietnamese. <laughs> now, nah, dog korea town they looked at me like what are you doing what are you doing <laughs> go pat, back to wet, wet minta go back I said, to wet, I did, min-ta. I wet said, minta i didn't know i didn't know <laughs> I, I swear to god i thought he was korean he said he was korean i just believed him
0: dude i love me some wet minta dude i'd have some motherfucking brodards up in that shit at my draft party oh god yeah dude all day dog all just day
1: pyramids of, of spring rolls
0: what about you pat what would you have at your draft party
1: I don't
2: know, man. Maybe I'm the only person here, but I'd, I I kind of want to have one outdoors. Like at the country, beach or some shit. Country music. Whatever. Jeez. Yeah, it's having have it at Stagecoach. Uh,
0: oh, which is going on right now, actually.
2: Yeah. Uh shit. I don't know, man. I mean, I'd, I'd like to have like a an outdoor thing, maybe on the beach or something. Let, let ESPN and all those people worry about how the hell they're going to manage that with the lack of, yeah, I don't know, power supply shit or whatever for their cameras. Satellite hookups, but
0: I don't know. Beach sounds pretty cool. What would you have do at your uh, draft party? What type of food? Oh, just tons of booze. In and out.
2: Booze. Ooh, In and Out truck. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. There you go. Sounds legit. I haven't had In and Out in forever, anyways. You yeah, have a bunch of food trucks. In and Out food trucks. Maybe have a. God, have have a have a bring some Ted's pie over from Hawaii. Have some of that shit. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, I like the the idea of food trucks outside. That sounds pretty legit. Sounds like a good idea.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. So let's get back to uh, talking about the draft then. So what did your Green Bay Packers do, end up doing in the second round, Pat?
2: Um, Second round, second round, second round. I think they picked – well, I know for – I don't know the breakdown by rounds. I just know that they went heavily on the defense. And I was completely fine with that because they need help on the defense. Uh, first round they picked up a uh, defensive tackle to kind of fill up, uh, or BJ Raji to fill up BJ Raji spot because he, I don't know, retired temporarily. He's taken a step away from the game for a bit. Yeah. So I'm I'm just taking that as he's gone forever. So it was good to see that. And then I know they picked up. I think it was an offensive tackle, maybe and. The second round and then later on the six, I think. So, because Aaron Rodgers got hit a lot last year, so I'm I'm glad to see they're going to try and keep him better protected this year. But, but yeah, it was pretty heavy on the defense. Um, they got an I think a outside no inside linebacker to take over for Matthew Clay Matthew's spot because they kind of moved him a bit. So, um, that'll help him out. And yeah, overall pretty good. Nothing sec no sexy names or anything, but that's kind of what the Packers aren't really known are known for. Not not picking any big names, just kind of picking solid guys and and grooming them, making so, them good NFL players.
0: So you're pretty solid on the Jacksonville Jaguars, and in the second round they picked up your boy Miles yeah. Jack. Why don't you Can you see? imagine
2: Miles Jack and Jalen Ram or um, right yeah. Jalen Ramsey? Yeah, Ramsey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, because a lot of people had those two guys as like number one and number two, aside from the quarterbacks, I think. So yeah. It was pretty amazing to see one team pick up the consensus, like, one and two pick. Like, that's that's unheard of, basically. And uh, I yeah, know like, that the, ja- the Jaguars have been on the up and up, so it was good to see them get some solid picks this year. And, I mean, God, we could see them playing against the Colts for the uh, – um, for a wild card position or something like like that in the um, NFC South or um, AFC South.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd have to agree with you that Jacksonville did pretty solid in the draft. In addition to signing Malik Jackson this year from Denver.
2: That's that's right, again, yeah.
0: You know they already had a pretty decent, I think a top ten or top five pass rusher to go with along with Malik Jackson, and now you got Jalen Ramsey, and hopefully Miles Jack can recover fully. Uh, looks like and a they pretty picked solid up, uh,
2: team. They picked up Chris Ivory too um, on for, in free agency, and that's pretty. He's a violent. He's a violent runner too. So that's a that's a good guy to have.
0: So let's go about. Let's talk about Ohio State for real fast. So they got four guys picked in the top sixteen. In the third round, our boy Braxton Miller actually got picked up. Do you guys know by which team?
2: Uh, I think you told me, but I forgot who who picked him up.
0: Houston, Texas,
1: man. Houston, Texas. Oh, that's right. That's That's right. right. That's
0: right. Mobile, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I like, I like Baxter Miller. I liked him ever since he uh, made the switch in college to wide receiver. I liked his attitude and his maturity about that Uh, dude. Gave up basically was like the starting QB and said, it's okay. I'll learn a new position. Uh, So I like that. I like the, the position out there, like the fit for him in Texas. Uh, in Houston specifically, I I feel like it's like a low pressure. There's not a huge amount of expectations for him, so he can take some time to learn and develop. Uh, He's obviously got the talent and the skill set to be a good athlete. Uh, It's just a matter of time, matter of will he take into this new world of being a professional wide receiver.
0: So how do you you think you're going to use him then? Because he's a quarterback, wide receiver. Do you think he's going to be a return man? You know, I
2: could see him being a return man, but I, I can also see him be like the gadget play kind of guy, like the the trick plays they run, like if they do like a reverse or something like that, or yeah, kind of a a special like a specialist kind of player. I could see them, I could see them putting him in that role, um, but they're also kind of desperate a wide receiver. The Texans are because they have you know DeAndre Hopkins and they picked up Will Fuller from Notre Dame and then a couple other guys. I think Nate Washington, but he might have actually gone to the Patriots. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I mean, he could definitely be used too as a wide receiver, anyways, to help out DeAndre.
1: So yeah, I think uh, that'll be
2: interesting to see. Yeah,
1: I think that's the big part is you know if he can do any if any of their receivers can help take some of the pressure off the off of DeAndre this next season because this was his breakout season here. Yeah, can you imagine DeAndre
2: Hopkins having some help at the wide receiver position?
1: <laughs> like yeah. how much
2: better he's going to be this year? Well, how about Could you that? imagine
1: DeAndre Hopkins with somebody who can throw the ball exceptionally well to him? That's exactly oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> right Yeah,
0: that too, yeah. Well, let's Jesus. let's stay on topic with the uh, Ohio State. So, Cardell Jones actually got drafted. He got yes. drafted. Yes. Did he really? He, yeah, he got drafted God. in the 4th round. I thought he was going to go 7th round if he got That's drafted. Pretty high. So, he got drafted by the Buffalo Bills pat what are your Um, thoughts on that
2: well i was never really a fan of the kid Uh, um not saying he wasn't good when uh they went all the way and won that championship ohio state did uh, a year and a half ago but his maturity was kind of a red flag for me and i'm pretty big on maturity and off the field issues so
0: well why don't you uh...
2: i don't know about his i don't know how I, i can't really comment on like his p- playing at the position, because he didn't play last year, did he? Or this year at Ohio State?
0: He played, but he got benched. A little bit. Yeah, and... he
2: wasn't the starter, I meant, so that was kind of interesting to see.
0: What do you mean his maturity? Because I'm kind of ignorant towards that. Um,
2: Just just kind of douchebaggery stuff that you kind of pick up on, like on social media. Like, I can't st- – I mean, I think I saw something really quickly on, on Bleacher Report b- before we started this whole thing about – he saw that he got picked on, the, I guess, what you said in the fourth round. And mm-hmm. he, like, uh, sent out this Twitter or some Snapchat or whatever of him, like, yelling and ripping his shirt off and doing stupid shit. And mm. I don't know. I, it's just young young kid stuff that, I, that he, he should grow out of. But hopefully, you know, I'm hoping he does. But I don't know. We'll
1: see. No, I know what you're talking about. There was some, like, tweets he sent out, like, a, to, like, Ohio State fans and, like, football fans who would, like, call him out. Oh, so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's what he yeah. like. His like Twitter etiquette, uh, he lacks like a filter, uh, which is not good in this day and age of just you know social media and athletes. Yeah, and I so, remember an
2: in- instance last year when the, I think Ohio State they lost their first game of the season, and then he declared that he was going to go into the draft, and, like right after the, they lost a game to whoever the hell they lost to last year. Yeah. And it was like, really? Like, and I think Ezekiel Elliott did something similar too. It's like, really? You just gonna, you're just you're going to pick this moment right now and come off as a total oh, dick
1: no they lost to i think it was michigan state yeah that oh, was that it and they said all right peace out
2: <laughs> yeah yeah it was and it kind of that's i think that's what made me kind of realize like all right let's maybe this kid isn't that great of a person and then he like tweeted ronda rousey when she was the big thing about asking for asking for a date or something like that like he had this big ego and i don't know it was just weird shit he was doing yeah
1: yeah i think uh i think he's it's totally worth it to take a draft pick. I was also surprised to see him go in the fourth round. Fourth
0: round, but it's totally, yeah.
1: totally worth it to draft him. Totally worth it.
0: So Ohio State got twelve people picked in the draft. That's fucking crazy. Five in the first round, all in the top twenty. That's wow. crazy, dude. Mobile, let's go off of uh, Alabama. Your boys, Bama. They got one, two, three, seven guys picked. The ha. Derrick Henry actually got picked in the second round. Do you know by who?
1: Where did he go? I was trying Titans. to find where he went.
0: You're going to like Titans. this one. The Titans, dude. Ooh. Second round. 14- oh, three.
1: no. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. I like that. I like Titans, how they're becoming like a really young team. And it's really exciting oh, yeah. where they're going to go.
0: So if you think about it, it's an all-Heisman Trophy backfield in Mariota at quarterback in Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is six foot three. Two hundred and forty-seven pounds. Yeah.
1: The thing is, the Titans drafted uh, drafted a running back last season.
2: Oh um... shit! Blank on his name, and they also have Demarco Murray too. Let's not forget.
0: They really? Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. Oh my god! They have Demarco Murray. I forgot. Well, about
2: and that. I was I was thinking about <laughs> that too. It's like, well, okay, so maybe Demarco Murray can play this year, and they'll see how he does because he's got a like, he's got a lot of tread on those tires thanks to Dallas. But uh, you know, maybe next year we can see Derrick Henry come into the fold. Like you can see Derrick Henry being like a, I don't know, second or third down back or something.
1: Dude, yeah, you... Bishop, Bishop Just,
2: Sankey. Ah, uh, there we go, Sankey. That's right. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of he's been kind of disappointing. So I could totally see them uh, having Derrick Henry be the workhorse. You know, probably next year, uh, the next football season. Just let Demarco Murray take all the punishment. You know, <laughs> since he's the old guy. So
1: Demarco Murray. Uh... <laughs> Was quoted to say, uh, when he arrived to the Titans, he said, uh, <laughs> "I uh, took a li- I took a year off last year, so I'm pretty fresh." <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's true, man. Yeah, um, it, uh, yeah, it's true. Devontae Booker, uh, out of Utah, went the fourth round to the Broncos. So we'll see how that goes. I'm a I was pretty high on that kid coming out of Utah. Hmm. So nice. he's, he's a five foot eleven guy, about two hundred and thirty pound running back, and. He's a workhorse, so we'll see how that pans out. So, I wanted to ask you guys this question. So, going off of the Green Room drama that was witnessed this past, what was it, Thursday with Laramie Ramsey? And the most notable... Tunsil? Yeah, Laramie Tunsil. The most notable one that I can remember was Aaron Rodgers dropping down to 22. And he was just waiting and waiting and waiting forever when he thought he might have been... Going to the 49ers at the number one pick, what do you guys think was more awkward, the Laramie Tunsil situation or Aaron Rodgers? Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, without a doubt.
2: I mean, because everybody knew about – like, everyone in social – like, everyone, the whole world knew about what was going on with Laramie Tunsil, like, in real time. Because people that didn't follow football knew about Laramie Tunsil the day after, you know? Whereas I don't think a lot of people realize how far Aaron Rodgers fell, like, non-football – non-football people. Yeah. So it's got to be Laramie, And no. just social media too is like so much more ingrained in our, in our psyche now than it was back in what, twenty two 2008, nine, whenever that, whenever that was,
0: 2007. Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: Rodgers. so,
0: so has there any been, has there been any word about who leaked?
2: No. I mean, there's been plenty of theories I'm sure, but I guess TMZ caught up to the stepdad. And they asked him, and he said that that wasn't him. So, if you want to believe him,
1: I don't. Yeah. I, t- I don't think it's him. I mean, I we talked about him. this last episode. I just don't think yeah. it's him.
2: No, I think it's just some some asshole that got his hands on it, I'm trying to be a troll.
1: So, who are you guys
0: most excited to see from this draft? And what team mm-hmm. do you guys think is uh think did did really well?
1: Well, personally, I like uh, how the Cowboys drafted. I'm excited to see Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I want to see how Jeff Goff – Jeff Goffling does. Jared, Jared Goff, Jared Goffling. Ryan Goffling. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm excited to see him. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, the teams who, like, really need quarterbacks, like uh, Denver and Paxton Lynch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I want to see how Paxton Lynch does because that's a – That's a big draft. That's them saying, okay, you're our guy, because we don't have anyone else.
2: Yeah. We got Mark Sanchez. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
1: So I'm excited to see them. Um, I'm also kind of – I'm curious to see how the draft will affect the Cardinals and the Patriots just because I have money on them.
2: Yeah, I'm um, really curious just team-wise to see the Texans and the Jags and the Titans actually because they had a pretty – pretty decent draft and they filled a lot of needs that they that they needed because i mean, i'm really excited to see those teams do well like i want them to do well because they like i like the i like the head coach um o'brien over at the texans because of the hard knocks last year um so i want to see him do really well with osweiler and and maybe help out deandre a bit and then uh yeah i want to see some bad teams do well this year finally you know make the up 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 the competition level a
0: bit so. I, I find it so funny that Carson Wentz. You, you're telling me, Pat, he landed off the plane in Philadelphia, and the first thing that happened was he got booed. <laughs> yeah. Oh my
1: God! I saw that. What's <laughs> Philly,
0: man? Of course it was. I love it. Of course dude. he
1: did. I mean, did you see? Yeah. The did you see the dude? He like hung around and like started talking shit to the security guard.
0: Who what? Carson Wentz?
1: No, like the uh, dude who booed him.
0: Oh no! No way!
1: Yeah, like some dude walked by and he said, "Boo! I'm going to boo you right now." <laughs> and then, the dude like stood there and like the security guard was helping Carson into the car and then like the security guard was like staring at him the dude says what are you going to do what are you going to do
0: what is wrong with this guy <laughs> I have
1: just no just idea. what are you fucking loser
0: what are you going to do uh, i can kill you but i won't that's yeah, yeah. I, like,
1: like carson was just getting in the car and he goes oh wow oh boo boo you're like now."
0: Booing yeah, just to boo. Speaking I of
2: it. Philly, I'm I, I really want to see what happens over there with with Sam Bradford being a little little bitch boy and not returning anybody's calls. I really want to see that quarterback competition. Should yeah, be interesting.
0: That's going to be very interesting, and especially with the in the city of Philadelphia, you know, the both of those guys are going to get booed no matter what. Well, except for Carson oh, yeah. later in the year, because what's going to happen is. Bradford's going to play, and then he might play well, but not good enough to make Philadelphia really want him to play. So they're going to ask for Carson to play. Carson's going to come in. He's going to struggle. And then they're just going to keep booing everyone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know that the first pick that Sam Bradford throws, they're going to be calling for oh Carson's my. name. They're going to be chanting Carson in the uh, Eagle Stadium be pretty funny.
0: You know, Pat, you hit the nail on it. I'm really excited to see the AFC South because there is a lot of young talent going on and I'm sick and tired of the Indianapolis Colts always beating up on bad teams and making the playoffs yeah. because of that. And now the t- those quote-unquote bad teams are you know, are good now. And the Jaguars are up and up. They have a good defense. The the Texans have a quarterback this year, someone that can throw the DeAndre Hopkins and Tennessee's on the up and up. Hopefully, Mariota another year experience will help help him out. And Derrick Henry, DeMarco Murray—they have a solid stable of running backs. So hopefully, someone can dethrone the Indianapolis Colts. And I'm excited to see yeah. that level level of play out there.
2: Yeah, amen to that. No, no more betting on the Colts and parlays. I, I know that for sure. Absolutely not. Absolutely.
0: not. <laughs> So let's switch topics, then. Let's go from that to basketball. Oh,
2: yeah, the Clippers win?
0: No, they didn't. Oh. They're out. (laughs) So Southern California basically has a lack of hockey and basketball teams (laughs) in the playoffs.
1: Dub Nation, rise up.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Dub Nation, rise up. So Curry comes back, I think, in Game 5. But before, you know, let's go back to the Clippers, though. Pat, what do you think the Clippers should do? They just lost again in the playoffs. They didn't make it to the second round. Do you think that they should blow this team up? Chris Paul's going to turn 31. Blake Griffin's on the, on the the about to turn 28. DeAndre Jordan still can't make a free throw. What do you think they should do?
2: Well, first off, I think they need to look into some black magic because I feel like they need to get whatever curse is on that teaming. Get it off, get it off them. Because I feel like no matter what they do, I think we talked about this a while ago. It's like no matter how well the Clippers do or perform, we know something's happening or something bad's gonna occur. You know, Blake Griffin's Blake Griffin's gonna punch the equipment manager, and then Chris Paul's gonna break his hand while like punching some not punching, but like his hand hitting the back of some dude's back or something like that in the playoffs. Like something always bad happens. So maybe we do, you guys do need to get rid of the players on that team and just blow up the team and just start fresh, I guess, you know, get the bad stink of all this bad juju off. I mean, because with what happened with DeAndre Jordan last year, trying to leave and then come back and then who knows if he wants to stay, you know, maybe keep Blake Griffin. I mean, he could be a guy that can be, you know, the franchise guy. And uh, Chris Paul, I mean, I don't know. Is He's. I mean, he's. I think he's worth having around. Maybe just get rid of DeAndre and just try and invest in some other big man.
0: What do you think, Mabel? You know?
1: Oh man, blow it up! I mean, like I, it, you you are not. I did. I I always say this. I'm always going to say this. If you're not winning now, like why continue to be third place? You don't get trophies for that. Nobody cares about you. Like, oh, like you're you're a contender. Like, oh, we're always in the like playoffs. Nobody cares about you. I don't care if you're in the playoffs, bro. I need you to win, or figure something else out. And you guys haven't won. You know what I mean? And they're not gonna win because I don't see them overcoming the Spurs, the Heat, or the uh, the Warriors. So, dude, I mean, just tank for twenty, tank for the next five years, and restart over. <laughs> oh my
0: god. Okay, so Hanging you're definitely you're the you're the <laughs> GM of the Clippers, Mobo. Who is your highest trade commodity, and who's the first person to go?
1: DeAndre Jordan is the highest cr- trade commodity. Uh, the first person to go is Blake.
0: Now, why is that? Since DeAndre is the highest trade commodity,
1: uh, because I could probably keep DeAndre and maybe build around him a little bit. Uh, or Chris, I mean Chris Paul, I would. I would definitely keep Chris Paul or DeAndre. Chris Paul has less time on the clock than DeAndre. DeAndre's younger. Blake Griffin just, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, is it, he, is was, he a dumpster fire? I don't know. Like, he, he, had, he has a high, high potential, Like right? right? He's a great player, mm-hmm. but he's not a key player. He's not a superstar. Uh, and I'm not saying we need a team of superstars, but, uh, like, I'm, he just hasn't come through. Like, he hasn't elevated the team even before Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan were on the team.
0: So isn't that frustrating because all the talent is there. The only thing that, I mean, needs to change is his mind and his maturity. And that must be so frustrating to watch as a um, person of the front office. So the Clippers don't have much um, to Many assets to work with in the future. They pretty much mortgaged it by trading four guys and stuff like that. So I guess your fir- the per- first person to go is Blake for you, correct?
1: Well, I would try. I would shop Blake first, um, but it would just really depend on what I could get for anyone. You know, I, I want. I would go for, if I was the Clippers GM. I would go for max value. So I'm not going to try and draft a big name. Um, because I'm because that's not gonna get me anywhere.
0: So let me throw this uh. out there for you guys then. So the Sacramento Kings just fired their coach George Carl, and there's an article written out today that George Carl said that he never felt empowered and he never felt backed up by the front office against Boogie. So with that article I think it's kind of incriminating against uh Boogie Cousins. And you know, his trade value, despite him being such a baller, might not be that high because of that. So the question is, would you guys trade Blake Griffin for Boogie? Yes. Why not,
1: <laughs> dude? Dude, I mean, twenty-five.
2: Yeah, I could see that. I mean, what are you getting out of out of uh, Blake Griffin that you can't get out, or what are you getting out of uh, Boogie that you can't get out of Blake? I mean, the guy's, I mean, I don't know his dimensions. The guy just seems pretty freaking huge.
1: Motherfucker's the fuck is almost seven foot, bro?
0: Yeah. He's the last,
1: he is the last
0: NBA big man. Like, he's the, you know, and so that's another argument against Boogie because people say that the game's changing. And so, you know, you can't really, because the game's changing, you can't really build around a guy like that. But, you know, I I think I, I have to agree with you, Mobo. Yes, yes, and then yes, like, ten times. Um, I think if the NBA is changing, then you make them change back to you then, you know? Just make it Boogie and four shooting guards, or four point guards there, then. I don't know. I think Boogie Well, imagine,
1: st- imagine if uh, they had Boogie at the four, DeAndre at the five. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's seven feet. That's seven feet protecting the rim. Yeah, I mean, but... You know, like like you're saying, the game's changed. Like, oh, it's so fast. Like, uh, you know, like the game is a perimeter game now. Yeah. Well, if you have a team like that, then you can dictate the tempo. Bingo. Exactly.
0: And the funny thing is, with Chris Paul as the leader, I think he would definitely put Boogie in his place and say, "No, shut up, kid. This is how it's gonna happen." Because Chris Paul is definitely uh, the type of alpha dog leader that can handle him. What do you guys think?
1: Uh... I'd like to think so. Possibly, but yeah. I think I mean, Doc Rivers would be a good influence on uh, on him.
2: True, yeah, true. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah.
0: So there you have it, guys. Boogie Blake Griffin for Boogie. Let's make it happen, Clippers. Make it happen, and see the fortunes come. I'm not saying they're going to win a championship, but hey, at least he's probably not going to break his hand on someone.
2: Or maybe uh, he will. He might, (laughs) (laughs) or he'll break. He'll break something someone else, not his hand, because that guy's friggin' huge.
0: And so let's talk about the other team across the hall. Then, the L.A. Lakers, and then picking up Luke, the Force. Pat, what are your thoughts on that, man?
2: I mean, I like it. I just just by the simple fact that he used to play for the Lakers, and there's that sort of uh, he's already kind of accepted by by the fans. And I mean, I wouldn't say he's a, a seasoned coach. I'm a bit worried by his, his his inexperience. I mean, I know he was the coach for the the Warriors earlier this year, but like, let's be honest, that that team coaches itself. So hopefully, he picked up a lot of a lot, a lot of things up at uh, Golden State. You know, Steve Kerr taught uh, taught him a lot of stuff um that'll help him out in in coaching a team on his own this time. So, I mean I I don't think we can do any worse than Byron Scott, right? So, and and at least he doesn't have Kobe, you know, dragging him down and trying to you know, bring the team down and make it all about him. So, I I like it just from a, from a purely like a fan perspective. So, we'll just have to see how he how he how he is as like a a coach by himself.
0: And Mobile, your thoughts?
1: No, bro. What? Dude, dude luke walton they just brought him in i i don't know i don't know, of, I don't know.
2: pure fan service <laughs>
1: pure fan service bro like everyone's like yeah. oh bring in luke he did such a great job at the gold at golden state he's a homer mm. you know like he was on the championship teams ugh. ugh. gosh you know people just drinking that kool-aid i want to see a fucking clean start you know what I mean? I want to see. This is a brand new team. How do we know Luke Walton's going to have any success dealing with these kids? Because none of them know him. None of them played for him. He's from
2: Doug, Cooley. his his last name is Walton, dude. He'll be fine. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Don't worry about it.
1: Yeah. That's, <laughs> Don't worry like, about it. That was the the, the coaching. That, like, that was probably like a, a reasoning. Like, oh, well, how do we know he's going to success? Well, his last name is Walton. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just a lot of like head nods going around the room.
0: Dude, Bill Walton was like think- stoned the entire time he was at UCLA, man.
1: <laughs> Bro. Me too. You know, I, I don't know. Like, I can't say that he – I'm not going to knock him and say he's a bad coach because he hasn't been given a, a any like time to show that he's any kind of coach, right? Like we've seen him as yeah. a head coach uh, fill in for a team that won 73 fucking games.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: That, that doesn't mean shit. You know what I mean? So this is going to be his first year to to do it and whatever i'll give them the benefit of the doubt but me i want to just kind of wipe my i want to get this bad kobe uh kobe era taste out of my mouth uh it didn't end well i want to see the team take this new mentality new approach to the team and to where they say we are open to a new team this is the new lakers that was the old lakers this is the new lakers
2: well, if, if Luke Walton doesn't pan out, there's always Rick Fox, Derek Fisher, <laughs> uh, Eddie Jordan. You know, there's a whole bunch of other guys we can pick up, so don't hey, worry no, about.
1: I hear Kwame Brown's looking for. Kwame a Brown, oh, yeah.
2: God. So wait, would you would you rather see Phil Jackson come back?
1: Now have Luke Walton. I want, I want a new coach. I just want like a new name.
2: No, I hear you, but like, would you rather have Phil Jackson or Luke Walton?
1: I'd rather have. I'd rather have Luke Walton.
2: Oh wow! Okay.
1: Because I think Bill Jackson is just, you know, I think his magic is fading.
2: Yeah, he's kind of up his own ass now. Well, let's see you what know?
0: Luke what uh, Luke Walton has to work with here. He has uh, Snitch. He has <laughs> no Kobe, which is good. He's got Jordan Clarkson. Maybe. Actually, Jordan Clarkson's a free agent right now. Um, you got Julius Randle. And you have a 55% chance of having a top three pick. Otherwise, you don't have that. And then you have $60 million to work with in free agency. So the names that are out there for the Lakers to get, everyone's talking about DeMar DeRozan coming back to L.A. However, what I think is going to happen is that everyone's waiting around till the draft. And if the Lakers get the number one pick, a.k.a. Ben Simmons, we could possibly see two really big-name uh, big free agents landing in L.A. And so, Luke, if that happens... And it's a big if, then Luke's got Ben Simmons, uh, Snitch, Julius Russell, and potentially two big-name free agents, along with Jordan Clarkson. That's about six or seven deep right there. How do you think um, this is all going to pan out, though, uh, Pat? I mean, it sounds like a lot of potential,
2: and there's also plenty of ways they could screw it up, too. I mean... Again, kind of going on what Mobo was saying, we don't know what Luke Walton – we don't know what his coaching style is or how he is as a coach because this will be his first sort of test. So I see potential, but I also see the potential for just them fucking it up in a very Clipper-esque sort of way. So So overall, I think I'm I'm optimistic, but I mean – I don't know. I – the whole Walton thing—I like it on face value, but a bit worried when uh, when it kind of gets down to game time, and worried to see how he can actually perform as a coach.
0: Now, Mubal, are you excited for the upcoming Lakers season, despite Luke Walton?
1: I'm excited for the upcoming next three, three, four, five seasons, bro. And why? Is I'm that? more excited about these seasons than I have been the past four.
2: And that's because of Kobe.
1: That's because. That's because. That's because for the first time, I see us having a legitimate chance at being fucking back to where you used to be. Yeah. But we have to put in the work. You know, we got to fucking be smart. We got to give people time to develop.
0: Well, maybe that's the thinking then that they have, that these kids can develop with Luke at the same time together and that, that, that because they're going to develop together, they're going to form a certain bond and chemistry amongst the young core of players and a young coach together. So I'll
1: totally buy that. I'll yeah. totally buy that.
0: Yeah. Maybe that's the reasoning, huh? Maybe. Hopefully. I mean when is the NBA lottery? In a couple of weeks? It's coming up. I think it's during the playoffs actually. That's insane because the moment the I've Lakers get that. the moment the Lakers get the number one pick, that's just the Clippers had their chance to take over the city, and they didn't. They blew it for four. How many How many years have the Lakers been down? Four or five years?
1: Yeah, they do they <laughs> dude, they, wow. they totally fucking missed their opportunity. They missed
0: their opportunity, man. It's, uh, I mean, at least they got a condor. I don't know.
1: <laughs> uh, the draft will be held on June 23rd.
0: June 23rd. So when's the lottery? Uh,
2: May 17th.
0: Oh, my God. That's in, like, two weeks.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's during the playoffs. So wow. we shall see.
0: Okay, let's move forward then. Let's go talking about our favorite sport ever. Baseball.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And now we're done talking about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so real fast though, um the Dodgers are my team. Uh, they just lost six straight. However, did they win they did win today. Um, I, saw they were, I saw they were up. Yeah, Kershaw won because it's not the playoffs, so of, of course he won. But nice. that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about Puig. And Jared Goff is not a Dodger fan. He is a Giants fan, obviously because he grew up in Northern California. Um, and I guess a couple years ago, young lad Jared Goff was watching a Dodger and Giants game, and Puig hit a... Astounding home run and apparently flipped the bat. <laughs> and Jared Goff nice. tweeted out, "I hope Puig gets a fastball to the ribs." <laughs> I like it. He totally forgot about it. Goff said that, that he uh, probably wrote that when he was in high school. He obviously didn't mean it. Um, some LA people gave him a hard time, saying, "Hey man, you better switch over to the Dodgers." Who cares? But the cool thing is Puig caught wind of that tweet that Jared Goff wrote a couple years ago. And he tweeted Jared Goff and said, hey, man, if you're in town, I'll, take you, I'll show you around L.A. I'll welcome you, I'll welcome you to the Dodger family. And he put a hashtag saying, Puig your friend and Puig not late. <laughs>
1: <laughs> M- Mobo, what are your thoughts on that, man? I think it's so funny. Like, uh, people, I, I can't believe people are actually giving him shit about being a Giants fan. What do you expect him to do? Dudes from fucking dudes from Northern California, <laughs> and he plays for the Rams. It's a completely different sport. Who cares? <laughs> I don't give a shit if he's fucking a Giants fan. I don't care if he presents them with a World Series trophy as long as he's throwing touchdowns for the Rams. It doesn't matter to me.
0: Yeah, what is up with people, huh? So, what do Dude, you? Think? What do you think about Puig though, huh? Uh, Puig your friend, Puig not late. Dude,
1: the Puig your friend, Puig not late. Hilarious. I didn't know the story behind that until you told me, and it was fucking. Uh, it made it all the sweeter.
0: Yeah, the funny thing is, I was um, I was telling you that the, the Dodger channel has a, a special show where they follow around Dodger players, and I don't know if you caught this pack because I know you have that channel out in Hawaii, but Puig was in uh, San Francisco and. <laughs> He had a camera, and he goes, Puig, must pay respects to Golden Gate Bridge. (laughs) What? He goes, much respect, Golden Gate Bridge, much respect. And then he saw someone with a Giants hat, and he goes, oh, oh, must must make them Dodger fan. Oh, no, 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 but Puig's still your friend. (laughs) This is actually Puig speaking English like this. And so... I always thought that maybe Puig wasn't controlling his social media. Maybe he is. I don't know.
2: I, I can see that being him, knowing he, what kind of personality he is.
0: No, no, doesn't that just make you like Puig that much more? He's just He just is a fun-loving guy. So I, I mentioned that Mobo mentioned that uh, we get to see Puig grow up as a person and go from a person that didn't speak a lick of English and now is becoming a person that's learning the new culture that he's in Learning to assimilate well and coming up with a couple words to make a sentence that, even though it's not complete, we can all understand. Um, do you think that makes him a more likable person and more endearing?
2: Oh yeah, it totally does. It makes him more relatable too. Because um, I mean, when you when you mentioned the hashtags that he wrote out, my first thought was, oh wow, he English isn't his first language, and he still kind of gets that whole hashtag thing, like how to kind of translate English into hashtag. Yeah hashtags basically and i don't know it's it, you think you think about the reverse of, of that like how easy would it be for you to, to write out hashtags in, in spanish or german or whatever and uh it makes you realize that this kid's you know he, he, yeah he's relatable and he's smart too it i mean it was easy to judge him very early on when we just saw this sort of uh you know, Cuban player that had a hot temper and we kind of, you know, judged him a little bit, but now that we kind of know him, we see that he's learning the language and kind of maturing and growing up. Yeah, he's totally relatable and more likable now in my opinion cuz I used to not like him, but now I kind of I'm, I'm kind of on his side now. So,
0: how about you, Movo?
1: I always think about when uh Dirk Nowitzki came into the league and he could barely speak a lick of English.
0: Oh my god, that guy's amazing now.
1: And now he's like crazy. Yeah. Like, uh, so, so I don't know if Puig will ever get there, but I, I imagine that he English will get there, get on the same level as all the other Latin American stars in the, uh, in, in baseball. And that'll be so cool. Like, you know, to see him assimilate into the, uh, United States, but still retain an identity. Um, you know, like he's, uh, he's like one of my favorite Dodger players. So I'm excited to kind of follow along with him. And that's just a small little thing that I enjoy watching.
0: Yeah. Puig Puig's an endearing guy, man. He's doing kind of bad right now, probably because he's worried about Jared Goff asking for pitchers to throw a ball in the ribs. <laughs> just kidding, but um, hopefully he'll pick it back up. But let me ask you guys just a question. We all agree that baseball is extremely long, 162-game seasons, and the playoffs is extremely short because... There's only about four teams that actually or what is it six teams that play, and then there's a wild card and then there's a one game wild card where you can play the entire 162 game seasons and then because of that one game wild card, if you lose, you're done. Now let's let me propose this. What if baseball shortened their season took you know instead of 162 games and they made the playoffs longer, and by expanding the amount of teams that they had and making it similar to basketball, and where they have eight teams from each conference or from each league, and then they just play from there. And so instead of having 162-game seasons, have about 120, and it make the playoffs just that much more meaningful, where they're all seven-game series. Do you think that could catch on? Yeah, I mean, it makes
2: it makes the higher percentage of the games that are played more uh, meaningful. Cause I think now it's easy to be like, man, eh, we lost today. We'll just, you know, we don't need to worry about today's game. We can worry about the next and uh, next week's game. You know, it's cause it's, it's hard for me at least to follow baseball until the very end. Like until we're, it gets interesting where teams are competing for a wild card spot and trying to get into the playoffs and then the playoffs start. And that's, that's all well and good. But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it just makes the games more meaningful and that's kind of what you want in a sport. You don't want, you know, a whole you know, gripful of games to not mean much because there's so goddamn many of them that you can lose a bunch but still still end up making the playoffs. So
0: How about you, Justin?
1: I always wondered about that like if I'm looking at 162 games, why do I give a shot about the first 30? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to watch, I- man. Like I, I just like I always get that. And as an athlete, as an athlete, how do I get amped up for thirty games? You know what I mean? Like, yo, like, or like, especially as a pitcher. Like, as a pitcher, I'm looking at. I think it's like fifty-two games. So it's just like, dude, I I have to look. I look at one game, and then I sit on my ass for the next five days. I'm just, like, it it it's such a grueling grueling schedule but i don't say grueling because it's difficult i say grueling because it's like who wants to go on a road trip oh, every day yeah. to sit there like oh god like like i i get bored just thinking about it so uh i love the idea of an extended playoff in a shortened season yeah anything to make anything to make those games more meaningful uh i'm all about absolutely will it ever happen who knows never I Never. doubt
2: it. Baseball is always the last sport to make any sort of change because it's like it prides itself as being like America's old pastime, so it doesn't want to change as much. So I could see them holding on to the current schedule for for a long time and until they're like in dire straits, like they're like then in the the same amount of trouble that I guess hockey kind of is in as far as viewership. I mean, I'm I'm assuming that baseball has more viewership than hockey. Like if it dips down below like if it it gets below if it becomes like the fourth or fifth lowest uh, viewed sport then yeah i could see them doing some drastic shit but i don't i don't know unless they really need to i don't see them doing it you know for me
0: for me f- with hockey the reason why i don't watch hockey is because i can't pronounce any of these guys' last names and they're they're not a, they're not <laughs> Amer- they're all fucking canadian they're, they're not, not canadian, american Russian. Man. they're not american no. they're either euro or canadian and so because of that I'm not relatable to, uh, I can't relate to any of them. I wish it It might be different if NHL hockey or not NHL hockey, uh, college hockey um, had more of a significance and it was on TV and I can be like, okay, I'm following this guy. But mm-hmm. because of that, they're not American and I, I don't have no idea who they are. Um, that's really the real reason why I don't watch it. It's not because I'm from LA and it's not cold out here. No, it's because I don't know any of these guys. Um, yeah, in baseball I don't watch because it's fucking boring. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. No.
2: Like, or you could just get rid of the sport. I mean, that could. That's another option. <laughs> just blow up the sport. I got into it,
0: an, turn it into basketball or something. Oh, that'd be awesome. I don't know. I got into a nice argument with someone because I felt like arguing with someone recently about that uh, topic of shortening the season and um, expanding the playoffs. And the person said. It'll never happen. It can't happen because what will happen to all the records? Uh, you know, and I said, "Are you fucking kidding me, dude? All the records are already tarnished with all the steroids. Who cares?" In fact, everyone should just do steroids, period. <laughs> just like PED Gordon. Oh,
1: right. I love that. Yeah. I love that nickname, by the way. That's I think he should carry that.
2: Change mm. his name legally. <laughs> I like it. Embrace it. Why not? Yeah.
1: I like I like hockey. Uh, I, I agree that uh, there's this like disassociation. I can't like relate to these dudes, but I think the game of hockey is great to watch, and I like watching hockey live. I think that's super jacked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hockey, like
2: there, there's nothing cool, better though. in hockey when it's uh, when there's like a sudden death. Because I didn't realize they did this until I started watching this year. Like, their overtimes they're only five minutes long, and then they they go straight to shootouts.
0: Oh, really?
2: And yeah, and so there's it's pretty tense, like or maybe it's ten minutes, five or ten minute overtimes and then shootouts. But because uh, I was watching the Ducks play some team, I forgot who, but but it was like just super tense, tense knowing that like that the goal of whoever anyone, whoever anyone scores in overtime is do or die, like winner takes all, and it's super tense when like they're down near the net and they're slapping all these shots and the goalies making all the blocks and it gets super close in the in the net and and it's it's an exciting sport, much more exciting than fucking baseball, so.
0: Is uh, hockey still played on or shown on Fox?
2: I mean, probably playoffs, but I I don't think during the regular season.
0: I remember when uh, in the in the '90s I would watch hockey a lot, um, and yeah, Fox me too. Would, Fox would carry it, and people would give Fox such a hard time because they had that flashing puck that made it supposedly easier for you to follow the puck. Oh yeah. Do you guys remember that? I do vaguely, vaguely, yeah, yeah. It looked kind of funny, like a little comet was going through the screen. But...
1: I appreciated it because I was like, okay, so there's the puck. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah was my biggest it gripe well. with
0: hockey?
2: Yeah, was my biggest gripe with watching hockey on TV? It's like, okay, well, I don't know where the puck is, but I know I see a guy moving really fast, and everyone's chasing him, so I'm assuming that's where it is.
0: Yeah. So. Well, yeah, hopefully, huh. uh, next season for hockey, the two Southern California teams can do better. So.
2: Well, we'll see. Oh, um, to, I guess since we already talked about hockey, but uh, Bruce Boudreaux got fired. I don't know if you guys saw that.
0: I did. Uh, man. The ho- oh.
2: Anaheim Ducks coach, which I kind of get, I kind of get it, but I'm also kind of annoyed because he did get them to the playoffs pretty much every year the past few years for four years, but they also lost. I think I heard, I heard this right, four straight game sevens. So
0: that's incredible, man
2: tough to keep your coaching job when well, that happens and i know him pretty well because he was the um the washington capitals coach for a bit when i was out there and he had he got the same criticism as he did out here in in anaheim in that he would always lose critical uh playoff games or he would always disappoint in the playoffs so that, that that tends to follow him around i guess so i'm sure he'll find a team but you know, you can't lose four game sevens in a row and that and expect to keep your job. But it was still, still sad to see him go because he's a really good coach. But better luck next time,
0: buddy. Yeah, better luck next time, man. Well, Mobo, let's let's just have one last thought on this because you've always, uh, I, I've always heard you say this before. Players play the game at the end of the day, right? Um, do you think you got the fair shaft on that?
1: Uh, it's, I don't know. I've never like been, I don't know. Like I've always kind of had mixed feeling about coaches. Yeah. Um, you know, great coaches can make it, can, can make a team, could take them over the top. Uh, bad coaches can destroy a team. Um, I think coaches are just like players, but coaches are the first one to get the ax because it's just like a, it's like a job. It's like in any job, right? Like, yo, you're the boss this is your team if you're not getting it done uh, then you got to go because if you look at it as a coach all right i've got this whole team of players right so okay like if i can't do anything with these players or if these players aren't doing anything then i need to either be working with my front office closer and saying hey we need to cut guys hey we need to move move players around or if the front office isn't open then i need to figure out a way to relate to these players if i can't do either of those then i then my ass is fucking grass so i don't know like I, the ducks didn't make it to the playoffs they didn't they haven't been they haven't been back to their uh postseason form in a while uh maybe maybe the front office just felt like it was a time to shake things up
2: i'd say yeah, and i'm sure they, they also do stuff like that to satisfy the fans too like yeah. a lot of or because you hear a lot of all these people clamoring for the coach to get fired because he's you know He's been disappointing, you know, rightfully so or not, but it's also something they got to do to satisfy the masses too. Oh,
1: totally! It's totally
0: chum. Yeah. Well, you know who would never get the axe is Phil Jackson because his excuse would be like, "I didn't have a superstar on my team. What can I do with these players? Pass the ball to Kobe." <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ron, read my place. Read my books. book. Read my book. <laughs> it's all Kobe's fault.
1: Pass uh... the ball to Kobe. He's got superstars in in the Knicks though. Carmelo Anthony's no fucking slouch. Yeah.
0: yeah so and then he fires Derek Fisher. <laughs> it's Derek's fault. I should have got. I tried to get Steve Kerr. See, told you.
2: <laughs> he'll try and, he'll pick up Byron Scott. Watch.
0: <laughs> no, oh. he's. You know he's trying to get. He's trying to get Kurt Rambis. Oh really? Uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. Now he's, he's
1: just now. Now he's just trolling the Knicks. <laughs>
0: he's, and, he, and he's going to come back to L.A. and be the president and get paid like $20 million a year because Genie. <laughs> yeah,
2: just you wait. It'll happen.
0: I know. That's the sad part. And, and then he's yeah. going to come back and be like, see, I drafted Ben Simmons, De'Angelo <laughs> Russell. <laughs> all right, guys, I think that's all for today. Pat, take it.
2: Huh. Alright everybody, thanks for tuning in for another great episode Do us a favor and follow us on Stitcher, iTunes, and SoundCloud Do us a favor and give us a 5 star review, that'd be great You can also like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter And make sure to leave us a sweet message And we will talk back to you, or maybe we won't because we don't want to, whatever <laughs> uh, Also be sure to stay tuned for next week We'll talk about the Dodgers and Angels, uh, if we have to And uh, any potential moves they make and uh, along with Mobo's stupid latest uh, food adventures. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. Sweet.
0: All right, guys, good job.
2: I Peace.